0: This is the Hockey News Podcast. Welcome to another playoff series preview with the Hockey News. I am Ryan Kennedy, joined by Ken Campbell, and we are going to talk about the second round matchup between the Boston Bruins and the New York Islanders. It's the Mike Milbury Cup. Ken, (laughs) let's start with offense. Who you like in this series?
1: Well, you know, it's kind of strange because the, I I would say the Bruins, but the Islanders offense really came alive in the first round, um, you know, against a team that was, that had really bad goaltending, albeit, Um, you know, I mean, and the, the line I'm going to call the killer bees, Brock Bovillier and, and Bailey um, were absolutely phenomenal on that series. Um, You know, I, I was wondering where Matt Barzell was most of the time. Uh, offensively, he didn't. He didn't really contribute much. Um, you know, in terms of the of the Bruins, though, you've got you know you've obviously got the perfection line. You know, you've got Taylor Hall, who seems to be firing on all cylinders. Um, you know, I would probably give the advantage to the Bruins just slightly. Um, but I, I think I think generally speaking, I think most people would say that you know the Boston Bruins are the better. Uh, the better offensive team I, I don't think either of them is like a particularly an offensive juggernaut but I I'd probably have to give the slight edge to the Bruins
0: yeah I agree I give a slight edge to the Bruins but it is notable that you know Boston has had nine different goal scorers so far in the playoffs and then I looked at the Islanders they've had 10 So both these teams are getting offense from different sources, which you always like to see at this time of year. And as you mentioned, it always seems like Anthony Beauvillier and Brock Nelson step up in the playoffs. I think Josh Bailey's probably in that company as well. I think he's had some pretty clutch goals in the past, but you look at Pasternak, you look at the addition of Taylor Hall and just how he has sort of sorted out that offense and and given Boston a little more wiggle room in terms of you know, lines that are threatening, Um, you know, these teams are, they've been very similar in the first round in terms of production, Mm -hmm. but uh, for this one on reputation, I'm going to go with Boston, uh, which leads us into our next category defense. How do you see the defense breaking down, Ken? Well,
1: you know, th- like both these teams, I think, are really similar in a lot of ways, and you know, they they both pr- had pretty pretty much the same defensive numbers through the season. Although, I I thought the Islanders um, in the uh, in the first round, I, I I didn't think they played that well defensively. I mean, they g- they gave up like thirty eight shots a game. I mean, a lot of it that was the goaltending of Sorokin and and so I think they've kind of gotten away from that a little bit in in this first round I would expect that they'll probably lock it down a little more um, you know in 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 this round against Boston I think it'll be a a different kind of series I mean obviously when you're playing the Boston Bruins or the Pittsburgh Penguins um, you're playing a very different sort of offensively oriented team I mean Pittsburgh's got so many weapons and and they're so explosive and they kind of go you know they're they're not afraid to give up you know to to sort of trade chances whereas I think this series will be a lot more sort of careful and calculated in that respect Mm -hmm. Um, so I would expect that the Islanders will be a lot better defensively I think the Bruins are you know are are a pretty good defensive team too Um, their defense core you know, you look at it and you go, wow, how do those guys defend? Like, you know, it just seems like there's not a lot of star power there other than Charlie McAvoy. And there doesn't seem to be a lot of, of um, you know, really like locked down guys. But they they did a pretty good job locking down against the, the Washington Capitals. So defensively, again, you know, it's probably close to even. But, you know, we're giving a slight edge to the Bruins in offense. I, I might give a slight edge to the Islanders and on the defensive side.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go Islanders on defense. Um, You know, it's a Barry Trotz team. We know what he is uh, capable of as a coach. You've got that tremendous shutdown pair in Adam Palak and Ryan Pollock, And I, I just think that Boston is coming off a series against a Washington team that had a really bad defense. Like, you know, the Capitals have defensemen who can score, But in terms of actually defending, they are not very good. And I wonder if the Islanders will be a bit of a wake-up call. Uh, As you mentioned, you know, they weren't terrific against Pittsburgh, but, you know, Crosby, Malkin, Gensel, Jeff Carter, you know, there's some pretty good weapons there. Um, And, you know, the Islanders, I I feel they've got the pedigree. I totally agree. When I look at the Bruins, I see Charlie McAvoy, uh, who is obviously the most important member of that blue line core. And then I, I just get worried that, you know, if, if McAvoy gets banged up or if they have any sort of depth problems whatsoever, that the, the wheels, they're not going to fall off because you've got great defensive forwards as well. You, you've got Patrice Bergeron, uh, amongst others, but I'm just worried if it will be enough. So I'm going to go the Islanders there. And uh, next we'll talk about goaltending. Very interesting matchup here. The veteran Tuka Rask and the kid, even though he's 25, Elias Sorokin. What do you think about goaltending in this series,
1: Ken? Well, I mean, I mean, they've both been amazing. <laughs> you know, in the first round, they were both outstanding, and 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 you could probably argue. No, you, you could argue that they were difference makers. You know, I mean, at the at, at the Washington end of the ice, he had a goalie that was making a couple of mistakes. You know, one of them led directly to a loss. Um, you know, in 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 uh, in, in the Islanders um, Pittsburgh series, I mean, you could actually argue that goaltending was the biggest difference in that series. The Islanders got it; the Pittsburgh Penguins didn't, and the Islanders got it big time. I mean, they they just they, you know, I mean, it seemed like every time that they got a goal you know, that that Pittsburgh got a goal that sort of maybe they kind of felt they were going to start to get some traction, you know, and they'd start to press and then Sorokin would come up with a bunch of big saves. And then the Islanders would come back and score a goal that would just throw a dagger into the, into the Penguins hearts. Um, You know, so um, it is, I mean, it's the experience versus the, the young guy, Um, you know, there have been times when Tuka Rask hasn't been that good though. You know, there have been times where he's faltered. Um, I don't know if that would happen this time. Um, I doubt it will, but, you know, I I, I, I suppose I'm going to say it's even. I'm probably going to yeah. say it's even.
0: Yeah, I, I'm going to call it a tie as well, because I see two different goaltenders who have both been getting results in this in these playoffs. Tuka Rask, 941 save percentage. Ilya Soroka, 943 save percentage. So basically dead even there. Tuga has been around forever. He has seen Stanley cup runs. Uh, You know, he, he has a ring, even though, you know, he wasn't in the crease. It was Tim Thomas and he's been to the final as well on his own. Sorokin it's his first NHL season, but he has an Olympic gold medal. He has a KHL title and he was the MVP of the KHL playoffs the year that he won it. So this is a guy who does no pressure, maybe not specifically Stanley Cup pressure, but he's been on a big stage before. So I, I really like them both. I think they can both steal games for a team. And they're also the kind of goalies that, you know, there's a pretty like high bar for them. They're they're not gonna let you down. You you know what you're getting. So I'm gonna call that a tie. And for our final category, Intangibles. Uh, what else can we say about this series that might benefit one team or the other?
1: Well, you know, I mean, you've got two coaches who are who have a lot of magic and a lot of presence to them, right? Like, you know, Barry Trotz, you know, with with what he's done in, in with that organization, and, and Bruce Cassidy is, you know, he's, an, he's a he's Jack Adams winner for a reason, um, you know. So so you've got a really good coaching matchup to smart, thoughtful out of the box thinking coaches who aren't afraid to, you know, who aren't afraid to, to, you know, to kind of um, do some different things. They're both really well managed. Um, You know, I guess the one intangible you you look at with the Bruins is the experience factor. Um, You know, having been there, having gone on a deep playoff run, uh, having, you know, for some of them, having gone on three of them, two of which they lost, but you know, going to the final going to the final three times. Um, you know I just you know they're gonna start letting fa- I, there are already fans in in, uh, in Long Island who are you know were absolutely raucous for the for the games that were there. and now I think as of this series there, there are going to be people in the Boston Garden so that should probably be a wash. Um, yeah, I don't see a lot of intangibles on either side that really really like tip the scales for either team.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, You know, for me, going back to something I mentioned earlier, you know, I'm a little worried that Boston wasn't challenged enough by Washington at the end of the day. And now they're going up against a much more well rounded Islanders team. And, you know, when it comes to arenas, I feel there's like a little bit of Islanders magic there. I mean, yeah, as you mentioned, the crowd was incredible at Nassau, but they've got that new arena coming. So this is sort of like, can we, exactly. can we go one more time in the old barn? I think, you know, it might sound silly, but like for pro athletes and the, and their fan bases, like that's the sort of thing you can latch onto and really make it, you know, a, a motivator, not that you need any more motivation, but it's just that little extra something where I, I think that that could help out the Islanders a little bit. So obviously it's going to be a really nice series uh who you got Ken
1: well I think it's going to be a seven game series I think a couple of those games are going to go into overtime I think they're not going to be high scoring games but they'll be good games I think there will be some like really good 2-1 and really good 3-2 games in this series I just have a feeling about the Islanders for some reason I'm I'm going to call for that uh, and I mean it, it wouldn't really be an upset but it seems like it would be an upset if the Islanders won this series. So I, I I'm going to go with the Islanders in seven and I'm going to go with a, a game seven overtime goal. Ooh,
0: that'd be very fun. I'm also going with the Islanders. I, you know, it's funny. I, I thought maybe Pittsburgh would make a run on them. It didn't happen. Obviously the goaltending was an issue there with Tristan Jerry, but I feel like the Islanders are pretty well set up to, to play the Bruins. So I'm going to go Islanders in six uh series starts soon so y'all can check out highlights and analysis on thehockeynews.com thanks for watching thank you for listening to the hockey news podcast make sure to check out thn.com subscribe to get issues of the hockey news magazine delivered right to your mailbox